Welcome, my loyal fans, to another episode of Be Heard Empowering Women. Um, you know, there's a lot of new job market openings now, things that people maybe never thought of doing. And one of them is professional permanent makeup artist. And the need for this highly trained profession is increasing daily as baby boomers are aging. And I'm one of them. And permanent makeup is a highly recognized profession and trained technicians are highly sought after. So I have invited um, my makeup artist. <laughs> you didn't think this was all natural, did you? And that's Miss Allison Blanchard. And hi, Allison. Hi. Hi, everyone. Yes. I'm going to have you talk about yourself in a minute. I just want to tell everyone you are certified uh, permanent makeup, microblading, Micro shading, paramedical, micro go on and on and on the list of what you're certified in, and you were a nurse for over twenty years. So Correct. she has a strong background in plastic and cosmetic surgery, and that that is why I feel so comfortable with her because Allison brings extensive clinical knowledge, and I always feel very safe when I'm with you. So Allison, um. Tell us how you got into this field. Let's start with that. Well, as you had mentioned, as a nurse, and I do have a background in cosmetic and plastic surgery, and as I was working through my nursing career and work with some uh, cancer survivors and saw the need, and even for my own personal need, although I'm not a cancer survivor, fortunately for me, I did have some breast surgery that left me with some scarring. And I went to seek out some tattoo artists who specialized in this field. And I was very surprised that there weren't that many. And I figured, well, with my background, I figured I'd learn how to do it myself, which is what got me started, probably going back. It's been about eight years now. And um, one of the best decisions I ever made because I absolutely love it. So um, when you're talking about the breast cancer, which I had and had a double mastectomy and I had them removed because I got inserts and terrible. Um, you're talking about like when people have a double mastectomy, boy, I'm having trouble with my words today. The areola replacement is that basically yes, there's you know for you know you're the true survivor in in all of this concerning breast surgery. Somebody like yourself has, like you said, really been through it, and being able to provide three D areola tattooing has been you know a gift, yeah. uh, you know, to be able to give back as well as people who have had various different types of surgeries that have required the areola to be removed, they're left with a white ring around the areola, which is unsightly to some and breast lifts with the scars. Um, so just being able to help people feel better about themselves. But yes, the 3D areola tattooing and in, in your situation, again, I consider people like yourself, the true survivors, oh, you know, others, yes, have been through it, but, but, you know, the well, cancer you know, yeah, have. Yeah. And the thing of it is, um, even in areas that nobody's going to see but, your, but yourself, maybe you, you don't have a man in your life, don't plan on having a man or a woman or any sexual thing going on. But even when you look at your own body in the mirror, 
right? If things are missing, it it bothers you. Your self-image bothers you. And um, for me, I'm very vain (laughs) and I want to keep up appearances as long as I can. I always say, my insides are falling apart, but I'm going to try to keep my outsides looking as best I can. Right. Absolutely. So I, I went to Allison. My first visit was for the eyebrows, which yes. we're going to talk about a little bit later. But let's t- explain further what permanent makeup is as far as your face to people that might think it's tattooing because it's not tattooing. Right. And a lot of people, you know, there are some misunderstanding, although it's classified by the state and we have to have a tattoo license to perform it because the procedure is similar. The, you know, there's a big difference between tattoo ink and pigment. And I think that's where people get confused at times because you look at a regular body art and that's not the same thing that transposes into permanent makeup permanent makeup, we use pigments and pigment is a softer um, ink, so to speak, or, or material that we use that is intended, unlike tattoo ink, pigment is intended to soften over time and look more natural. So that's what gives us the opportunity to do permanent makeup where it doesn't look like somebody, you know, drew magic marker for eyebrows. That's why it looks natural. And it's a misnomer because it's really semi-permanent. It is going to fade out over time. And actually, I think that's a good thing because our ages, our ages, our faces are going to age over time and look a little different. So you can go back and say, oh, well, you know that I need a little more arch or I need this defined, you know, as you age. Um, So what are the most popular types of permanent makeup, in your opinion? Normally, it's it's eyebrows. I think everybody, you know, various different generations, the, the younger people want them to look a little fuller, and they usually have most of their own eyebrow hair, and, you know, they just want enhancements on shapes and arches. I think then you have that whole generation of us who – when skinny, skinny eyebrows were in um, for years and years, and most of us over plucked over the years and that hair unfortunately didn't come back. So many of that age group was left with super skinny eyebrows and, you know, having fuller eyebrows does lend itself for a more youthful look. So I think eyebrows is really the most desirable for most young and older. We're actually going to have show and tell because I am such a good customer of you. <laughs> yeah. So let's start. <clears throat> so with the eyebrows, there's microblading, there's microshading, there's ombre, there's nano bras, bra, bra, bra. I can't talk today. So I'm apologizing. Brows. No. Anyway, so uh, I think I've had all of them. <laughs> yes. What Tell them what happened with me. I'm a good example of how you have to work with people different ways and everybody's not the same and things you might encounter, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, you know, everybody's different and it does have to do with whether we're working on mature skin or youthful skin or thinner skin, darker skin has more melanin. It tends to be thicker. 
um, lighter skinned people have less melanin and their skin tends to be thinner. So these are all things a trained artist needs to take into consideration. And some of the things we come across, uh, you know, not only are those um, issues I just mentioned that we have to consider, but also various different medications, medical history, those all have a bearing, not only how pigment goes in, but how someone will retain it. Um, also, how many times has somebody had microblading or shading done to their eyebrows because over time we tend to build up scar tissue. So once we're able to identify all of those, we as trained artists know how to approach it differently to um, be able to help someone and get pigment in and get the pigment to stay in. And but you there are face well. <laughs> You know my What's face that? well, my face, because my yes. eyebrows, that's where we went first. And my right eyebrow was very rebellious to the procedure. Not the left one, just the right one. And yeah. I started swelling up and um, what else happened there? Do you remember the swelling? It just would push the pigment out because with swelling comes pushing the It just didn't want to take it. And that happens with a lot of people. One side or take better than the other. Right. Uh, some people say it's because the heart is on the left side. So that gives itself, um, you know, the opportunity for it to take the color better. Oh, you know, there's lots of different schools of thought. So we actually ended up doing combination of things with me, right? I'm yeah. Especially because of that eyebrow, that one stubborn and only half of it. This part came out good. It was just this part that just wouldn't take the pigment or would fade real quick. And I think the last time I came, you did, um, is it called Nano? Yes. And, and that's, you know, microblading is the term that everybody's familiar with. And microblading is actually using the hand tool to create um, hair strokes. And most of us, again, trained artists have made the conversion because it's a lot less invasive is doing machine hair strokes, which allows us to use the needles for, um, it's less traumatic on the skin. It takes better like on somebody like yourself. So it's a much better procedure overall. So there's always changing things coming about that help you know people like in your situation. And there's many. Many people struggle to hold pigment. Yeah. Well, I love my eyebrows right now. I think they're great. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and then um, then I said, oh, let's do my lips. Let's do my lips. So uh, I, at first, I just wanted them lined. Right. right. And talk about how um, precise the technician has to be when they're working with lips and the lining of them. Well, that, you know, yes, it's, you definitely have to have the patience and the skill and know what you're doing when it comes to lips, simply because as we age and, and even on younger lips, the most important thing in outlining them is putting the line in the right place. If you go anywhere outside the vermilion border, which is where the flesh tone skin meets the pink skin of your lip. If you go anywhere outside of that, you end up with gaps. And, um, you know, it is challenging, especially on more mature 
people because their lip shade shape has changed. So there's a lot of challenges that come with putting on lip liner, but it could be such a beautiful outcome done correctly. Here I am. There you are. <laughs> I told you I'm your model today because yes, I had the liner. Great done. one at that. <laughs> and you know why? Because I'm such a learning uh, example of what can go wrong. <laughs> so right, students get me for a model. Hold on to your seats, <laughs> but they will learn a lot. And yeah, like, well, that's very true. You're right. That's why you love me so much. And I'm patient. I'm very patient. I could be in that chair. It doesn't matter how long. I, I like it, actually. <laughs> and no, I, you are. You're the best. You will <laughs> just stay in, in your patience. And that in and of itself helps. You know, when people are stressed out, that that pushes pigment out. And when people are impatient. So it definitely helps. No, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. So I had the uh, liner done and then I had the blushing and mm -hmm. explain to people what the blushing is. Being able to, you know, again, shading your needles and you've completed a liner on the lips and just, um, for lack of a better term, painting the color into the um, actual body of the lip itself. And some people want it a full lip where they want solid, solid color, um, other with a blush lip, which is just bringing the color down into the lip, not as concentrated. So some people want a liner, some people don't. So there's, you know, there's different opportunities depending on what the needs are. And I did the blushing. Yes. As anyone looking at this would say, oh, she has lipstick on. I do not have lipstick on. This is my permanent makeup. Right. The eyeliner, I was hesitant about getting the eyeliner because you're working on my eyelids next to my mm. eyes. And um, and I was very pleasantly surprised. And I would tell our listeners, it hurt the least because probably because you're not going in so deep, you know. And Correct. I got that done. And um, I can go back for touch-ups because, you know, this might... It, again, it depends on the person, you know, but this troublesome eyebrow <laughs> faded a little bit. The other one didn't. Yeah. This one did. So I know I can go back and she can just touch it up a little bit and see what's going on. Right. And sure. I, I know some people think, oh, God, she's always got to mention her age. But in this case, I should mention my age because I'm 75 years old. And headed towards six, and I'm blessed with fairly good skin, but this permanent makeup has just made such a difference. I I think when you did the um, the blushing, that was my last technique I had done. You said, "Oh my God, you look ten years younger." <laughs> um, no, and it's it's true. It's the same with the eyebrows when we've lost all our eyebrow hair from over plucking and people come in and, you know, they've been drawing them on, which is difficult to create something natural. And then we either put some color back in the lips and redefine their shape or, you know, make the eyebrows look a little thicker. It takes years off. It really gives a youthful look. It does. Now I have, I have a funny story, funny and, and I've told you the story. So I 
unfortunately, with the light skin and living in Florida, I've had um, skin cancer four times. I had it across my face here, which you can't really see it, but there's a little white line. My chin right here on my nose and the best right here above my eye. Now, there is a doctor here, plastic surgeon. He does nothing but eyelids, which I found amazing right there. That's all he does is eyelids. So I had the um, surgeon that removed the cancer and then they packed me up. It was a crazy day. And I had to go from his um, inpatient surgery to this other doctor's office for his. No, I didn't go in the office. I take that back. I went to a surgery place. Um, you know, those freestanding like Baptist health to get it repaired. So I had two different people, but they made me go two different places <laughs> immediately. It was insane. Wow. So now this doctor, again, he only does eyelids. The nurse is prepping me for surgery because this was all out surgery. And she said, honey, I got to take off your makeup. I have to wipe your makeup off. <laughs> that's Okay, listeners, that's how good it must look, right? So I start laughing. I said, this is permanent makeup. Oh, it looks like, oh, it looks so real. I thought you had lipstick on. I said, no, and as a matter of fact, you better tell the doctor that I have permanent eyeliner. Okay. Right. So she told the doctor I had the surgery. Now you can never tell that I had major surgery on this island because Dr. Connor, he came out after and he said, that permanent eyeliner helped me. It helped me put your eyelid back together. Wow. It's amazing. And you should be very proud of yourself for that. Because he took that line that you drew and was able to use it as a guide to get my eyelid perfectly in place. Back together. That makes sense. And that's pretty, that is so amazing. Isn't it? <clears throat> I love that story because, yes, you know, it just shows that it's not just vanity. I mean, you know, I, I had to have the surgery and I could have uh, ended up with a real wonky looking eyelid. You know, oh, yeah. he had a guide from Miss Allison. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. That's that's so incredible. Yes, he we never thought about that before. Nope. I was the first one and he he did compliment the fact, to, you know, that it helped him so much. So we talked about technique and benefits. Let's talk about healing process. Each area of the body is different as it heals, of course, too. And there can be different complications. Now, with my lips, I took Valtrex, which is um, a viral antibiotic. What would you call it? Viral? Antiviral? Antibiotic. That's it. Right. I took it before you did my lips, and I took it after. And that was because some people get cold sores if you do major work around their lips. Is that correct? Sure. Yes. And that... You know, some people don't even know if they're going to get it because we always ask the question, have you ever had cold sores before? Either people don't remember or don't realize that it could be laying dormant. So those who've had breakouts in the past, we recommend getting a small prescription from their doctor to take it 
um, at least two days before the day of and two or three days after. It's highly recommended. Otherwise, they will definitely have a breakout. It's a given. And yeah. some people, unfortunately, do have a breakout. It's not often, but it does happen. Um, and they don't realize that the virus is just laying dormant and that having their lips done activated yeah. it. It's, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. It doesn't happen often. We can no, usually- it doesn't. But I, I have had shingles in my life, which mm. is very similar to the same virus. And I have had shingles. So I made sure that I did that, got the Valtrex um, medication in my case, and it was fine. And I right. had- two procedures on my lips. Now I had the liner and the blushing and I didn't get a cold sore. So yay. Listen to her. Right. If you do make an appointment, make sure. Um, and the other thing now, um, the liner for the eyes, I don't, I don't think I had much swelling. I don't remember having a lot of swelling because I, I think I even drove. So yeah, no, the eyeliner is, um, out of all the procedures, it takes the least amount of time because you're covering the smallest amount of area and done done well for the most part. Some people um, swell up, but it's not, it's not often. And uh, by the time you leave, everybody's pretty much able just to go ahead and, and drive themselves. And the aftercare is really super important you know, with permanent makeup, as you mentioned. Yes, it is. And I'll, I'm going to like briefly close my eyes. So we do go on YouTube also, if you want to see this podcast on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel named the same thing as the podcast, Be Heard, Empowering Women. Now let's look at my, my liner. Can you see that? Just very soft and natural looking. Yes. And Alice made sure, and she told me, she doesn't go all the way to the end or draw wings. At least not with me. Now, what do you think about that? If somebody comes in, oh, they want the wings, you know, they want it to go all the way out. You know, every artist is different and everybody is different. I just know from experience, I think that a younger person doesn't recognize if they get a large wing because that's how they wear their makeup. As they age and the skin folds over it, then it looks like, a black blob, if you will. So some artists are comfortable doing them. I tend to look out for people's best interests long-term and at least let them know that wings do not hold in the same place because the, the first skin to sag, as we all know, is around our eyes. So having a nice, pretty line that has an uptake that makes your eyes look, you know, open and enhances it, getting those larger wings or doing those wings, you can always add them, but once they're there permanently, you can't take them away. And if your skin ages, you can't, it's difficult to touch it up because it's already there. So only because I've seen so many years of people long-term those wings. I'm just not, I don't, it's just not something I do for, for people. Um, Cause you could always add it on. It just doesn't age well. I know. And I value your opinion so much because I do know your medical background. And again, you were one of the first people to work on me um, mm -hmm. in a team of I think, I don't know. I think it might've been just you and Doreen. I yeah. 
Like, yeah, at that time it was. Yeah. So I know I got top notch. <clears throat> now let's uh, let's see. I want to talk about look image. Let's tell our listeners what look image is and where you're located and what you do there. We're located in Boynton Beach, and we have a school, Look Image School of Permanent Makeup, and I do training, um, and we're very busy. As you said, it's a very growing field where um, people are very interested in learning. I think with the right business plan and the right artist, it could be a very good career choice. And um, so we provide training and we have live models come in for the students to work on. We also see people occasionally privately, but mostly we focus on on the school and training. Exactly. And as far as being a model, um, I get paid by the work you do on me. Yeah. <laughs> and that what's good news about that is you could pay anywhere from hundreds to thousands of dollars, correct, for this kind of work. That is correct. And the models, I'm so appreciative of all the models because they allow us, again, as the instructor doing most of the outlining in the work, but it gives the students a chance, which they allow to do some hands-on. And I just am so appreciative for the models for that reason, because without that, we couldn't really provide the best training experience. Talk about patience. You are patient because I have gone through quite a few of students with you. Yes. <laughs> and some of them are fabulous. Maybe they're already doing some kind of cosmetology work or something, or they're a makeup artist already, and they get the basics. They already know the basics, but... yes. Oh, you get someone that's a little bit, and you're like, oh boy, with this one, right? But yeah. I will let people know for their own assurance that that's when Miss Allison steps in and pretty much does the job herself. She's not going to let a student work on you if she does not think she is competent. That's important people to know that. Really no, it's it's very true. And then you just would rather them observe and go back to the drawing board and do some retraining before you let them work on anybody again. And sometimes people who've never worked in the beauty field, it's for those people, it's a little more difficult to catch on than it is others, you know, who may be an esthetician or a hairstylist. And, and I've observed all of this over the past, oh, I don't know, is it three years I'm coming? three or more right longer than that I can't even remember it goes back it goes yeah. back it's almost right. like 2017 18 oh it's been mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot longer yeah, than that but that's because I go back for a touch-up and I I did the eyebrows and then I did this and then I did that but right. I uh I have a friend that I I had made a couple years ago and she had like the pencil thin drawn in eyebrows and we were talking one day and she said oh my gosh you look fabulous and I said oh I get permanent makeup and I said what where how right <laughs> and I sent her to you and she's just she like every time she sees me now she goes bless you Marie I love you forever because you sent me to get my makeup done <laughs> but it she is life-changing life-changing 
the most important thing, no matter what you're going through in life, is loving yourself. You have to love yourself. And sometimes um, we don't like what we see in the mirror to begin with. And to get to the soul and love yourself from that level is extremely hard. You have to like look in that mirror and like what you see, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And then you can do that work, you know, inside too, and be beautiful inside and out. But um, your your school uh, is expanding. You you have new uh, quarters. Yeah. We moved downstairs. It's it's a little bit of a bigger space, and we have some more elbow room. So it is. It's been it's been great, and we're keeping busy. and And again, as you mentioned, a lot of women of all ages are interested in enhancing their careers, and um, a lot of them are pursuing a career in whether the paramedical side or the permanent makeup side or both, and um, a lot of them are going off to be really successful. So it's been, it's, it's a great experience. It's exciting for you because I know for myself, for my visits, you get uh, students that want to learn from all over the United States. I yes. Mean, I always say, oh, where are you from? And they'll go, oh, I'm, I'm here from Tennessee or I'm here from Georgia, <laughs> you know, and they come down and it's a short program. If anybody's thinking about it, it's, I believe four days. I want to say four days. Is that four? Permanent makeup is four days. And then as you add on more of the paramedical, it, um, you know, adds on days from there going up to the master class, which is seven or eight days. And Allison will not certify a person that does not complete the training and is not good at it. And I saw that myself because there was someone that she and I had a lot of patience with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, you know, and, um, and Allison, uh, you know, she did most of the work that day, if not all the work that day. Right. I appreciate, I appreciate that a lot because, you know, you didn't throw me under the bus with this girl. You did, but she did not certify her. You did not certify her. No, they have to continue on and I will work with anyone and I will stay as long as I have to. I will add days as long as I have to. Um, only because, you know, again, we can't put people out there that don't fully understand or can't do what they're doing. I think everybody eventually gets it. And then it's up to them to practice, practice. But but yeah, I will stay on and add more days. I'll do whatever I have to do to help somebody to get to that point. Right, right. You can't just stop and say, okay, you're ready because class yeah. time. It no, can't that, be that one that. person. And I remember you told me that she would get a piece of paper that said she completed the class, but she would not get the certification from you. Correct. I- There's a difference there. That's true. And and they understand that. But again, I always make myself available to continue to work with them to get them to the place that they need to be. But I think as instructors and certified instructors and master instructors, we have an obligation to the community to make sure the students we're putting out know what they're doing. And um you know, that's your reputation that's at stake. You know, somebody does a, a bad job and then they say, oh, where did you learn how to do this? And they say, look, image, 
how bad that's going to be for you. Oh, and I would feel terrible. I would feel terrible. So there have been times that I've even donated my own time to stay with somebody who really believed in it and was just struggling. And and that's okay because, you know, that's the, the right thing to do. Yeah. So it is, it's great. And we talked about quite a bit and there's a lot more we can talk about, which sure do another podcast and talk about the, those things. Um, now you're web, you have a website. Yes. yes Lookimageschool.com. Very easy to remember. Yes. A Facebook page. And I think you might even have a before and after me on there. I'm not sure, but you might. Yes, I do. I think on my Instagram, I do, which yeah. is the Instagram is um, the Look Image School of PMU. PMU. I got to put that down. I have to look that up on Instagram. Well, it was lovely chatting with you. Usually I'm laying down when I'm talking to you. <laughs> this time I got to sit up. Oh, but, good for you. <laughs> and I could lay, I'm telling you, it's very comfortable. Anybody that wants to get it done, they use medical grade numbing ointments on you. Yes. Um, they give Make you it comfy. Bed, you get a pillow, a blanket, whatever you need. I mean, it's top notch, top notch. And then you go home looking like this. <laughs> which is absolutely gorgeous thank you sweetheart all right we're gonna sign off thanks again allison at look image in thank Boy you and um i'll see you soon i'll get a touch up in a couple months all right I'll see you very soon thank you so much bye-bye have a great bye. day